my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I hope that this finds you well and thriving and that you're having a wonderful day, evening, afternoon, wherever you are, and that you're treating yourself with love and with kindness and with self-respect and with forgiveness for all the times that those things are hard for you. It's totally okay to take your time to feel like you make a little mistake here and there, or even a big mistake here and there. You are still deserving of love and all the things that you that you have your heart desires set on. So today's episode is talking about three things that I learned from this past weekend's Healed and Loved Woman retreat. So for those of you who do not know, we had been planning to have a retreat, a conference for almost two years now. And then Sister COVID came in and just caused a whole lot of ruckus to where we weren't able to have it until finally this past weekend. And we went through all kinds of ups and downs from losing hotel rooms to transportation issues to vendors falling out to people not responding, a lot of things that people didn't see behind the scenes. Um, and just candidly, even leading up to it, and I never really believed in the whole Mercury retrograde stuff, but when I tell you the last two, three weeks have been insane, I, <laughs> I, I'll tell you this, there was one point that things were like just so frazzled that I was pumping gas, and I pulled off with the gas pump still in my car and thank God I'm here to tell the story and the <laughs> the cat's attendant just came out and was like it's it's okay lady just he, and he just walked away with the pump and I was like lord so I was like I do not know how this weekend is going to go um we met in Galveston Texas at um a set of beach houses and I'm pausing because it was the most beautiful experience. Um, the eight women I got to love on and pour into and celebrate and teach and coach were just so lovely. Ladies, I know you're listening. You are the most loveliest souls and, and I'm so grateful for you. And I'm so grateful for the lessons that you taught me by your presence. And I'm going to teach about them here. One lesson that I learned from this past weekend that I want to share with you all is you are in charge of how you show up and 
you get what you receive based on the energy in which you show up. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. I was really, really inspired by our retreat attendees, you these beautiful women, because one common thread or one common story that they all told is how anxious they were coming up to to attend the retreat. They all talked about how this was outside of their comfort zone, that they would have never done something like this before, that um, some of them, they booked a trip a long time ahead of time, again, because of COVID. And there was a part of them that was wondering if it would still be helpful for them that far away, that um, they're introverts, that they didn't know who was going to be there, they didn't have a friend that was there, uh, that they didn't know how they felt about sharing personal things that they were going through, but they all showed up and they all showed up with a willingness to share and to get what it is that they needed. One person said, I didn't care what was happening. I was coming. I was coming to to meet Sheena. I was coming to to learn because I knew that I needed this. And actually a couple people said that. And what happened because they were willing to show up even in their uncertainty, even in them not really knowing what to expect and not having an experience like this before, what they got was a set of sisterhood. Um, what they got was really the starts of really incredible friendship. What they got was this sister circle of women who could look around the room and connect and share and say me too and hold each other when they needed to cry and make each other laugh to the point that... Um, we were crying, <laughs> crying, laughing, and doubled over. <laughs> um, and late night talks and early morning sunset, um, sunset watch or sunrise watching, and that would have never happened if they didn't just show up for themselves. The reason why I want to share this is one of the constant things that I hear from just people in general is this this fear that holds us back. This fear of because I don't know what to expect or because I can't don't know if I can control the outcome, we won't go out for the things that we really need. We won't show up and use our voice. We wait for other people to tell us that it's okay. Or we watch other people from the sidelines kind of wishing that we could participate but also being scared to. And when we live our lives like that, we miss out on opportunities that were divinely made for us. The things that you are wanting to do, the things that you are wanting to say, the things that you are wanting to to reach out for, the ways that you're wanting to show up are divinely and intrinsically yours. There's no one who can do the things that you do, that has the voice that you have, that has desire, the desires that you have, right? If there's a part of you that's like, man, I, I wish that I could just show up with this part of myself, but I don't think that I'm good enough yet, or I think that I need to be an expert in it, or 
Um, I don't really have the skill set for it. Or what are people going to think? All of that is just background noise that we really have to learn how to push down and push out. What is for you is yours. And in this, in this context, I mean healing. So all of these women could have come. They could have come and sat on the couches or sat at the back of the room. Even though it's a small group, I invited people to go and be where they needed to be to feel the most comfortable so that they could actually show up and not have to worry about being in their perfectionistic mindset or um, and all of that. So they could have absolutely hid if they wanted to and played the role of being the girl who doesn't really know what to say, especially if that's the role that they play in their personal life, but, but they didn't. And they were able to receive a lot more than, than they bargained for, according to what they um, shared there. So think about that phrase that goes, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. And we could spend so much time really fearful of the what ifs that will happen if we don't take that step or if we don't say what we have to say, if we don't make that move. But the only thing that you know for sure is that if you do not take that step, if you do not ask for what you want, if you do not make that move, things will absolutely stay exactly where they are right now. Nothing will change. And so you have to consider which one is the path that I am choosing. Because it's not that life happens to you. you. You choosing not to move, not to speak, not to act is you are directly and actively choosing your current lifestyle. You are, you are the one who is making that happen. So you need to ask yourself, which path do I want? Do I want things to absolutely stay the same right now? Or do I want to take a chance, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's outside of my comfort zone, even if, it, if this is not how I normally show up? Do I want to take a chance and show up differently, right? Um, do I want a, a chance that life can be different on the other side? And then once you're there, learning how to get accustomed to the newness of it. Right. Sometimes on the other side of that newness and the shedding and the peeling of the layers is some relief, but also some exposure because we've knocked down all of the safety blankets, all of the fears and thoughts that we have bought into our whole life. And so now we have to replace it with positive thoughts, with positive beliefs, with positive actions, with us actually stepping in into our full selves with our own confidence, right? And we're going to have to learn how to walk in a different way. We're going to have to learn how to build a different lifestyle. But wow, the, the gift that happens when we actually take chances. And so again, the first lesson for that I learned that I wanted to share with y'all is you are in charge of how you show up. You are in charge of getting what you need based on how you show up, if you choose to show up. And so I want all of you to, to look at well, how does that look in your current lifestyle right now, the places you're living in fear, that you know you want something differently, and use that fear as your North Star, okay? Meaning... 
that's the direction you're supposed to go. Unless you are going to literally physically pass away, which caused a lot of laughs at the retreat because I said that and they were like, but I will, <laughs> I will, I will, t- I will pass out. Okay. Well, you, did you die? Okay. If you will not, if you will not physically pass away, then that is your next step. The next lesson that I learned that I want to share is related to the first one, but it's a little bit different because I just think about how this manifested for me personally is one thing that I learned is that your hiding is stopping others from getting what they need as well. Again, your hiding is stopping others from getting what they need as well. One thing that I did not expect this weekend, because I was so focused on making it an experience for the other women, for my attendees who were there, was how much that I would receive from watching their experience and hearing their stories and um, really just being able to show up and hold space for them. And one thing that they kept pouring into me and and saying to me was um, how the world needs more of what we do here at Black Girls Heal. Um, and I could hear them yelling at me right now. Um, <laughs> and more of what I do here at Black Girls Heal. <laughs> I hear them yelling, you, Sheena, you. Okay, I got it. I hear you. Um, but even in that, I mean, that's a good, that's a really good example of the point, which is us hiding from what we need to be doing stops other people from getting the breakthroughs that they need, getting the help that they need, getting the joy and laughter that they need. Some of us are creators. Some of us are entertainers. Some of us are artists. Um, some of us are mentors. So, some of us, we, we all have we all have our own ways that our identity shows up. Some of us are healers. Um, and when we do not act in our purpose, when we, when we shrink back, when we wait for somebody else to do it, when we think that we've missed our chance, when we think that uh, we've made too many mistakes, when we think that um, it, we're too big or too, too brash or we're too small potatoes, you know, whatever, however our insecurity is, is landing. We're too skinny. We're too fat. We haven't um, lost enough weight yet. We're not big enough yet. There is someone who's waiting for you to show up. There is someone who's waiting for you to show up exactly as you are in all of your glory and is really needing your help and support. For me and something else that I heard from the women this weekend is just how I will hide how I help people behind Black Girls Heal and how I will hide services and Sometimes I'll talk about it, but if you miss the text, if you miss the email, <laughs> if you miss the podcast, if you miss the post on social media, like I'll like talk about it in certain places and I'll only do it a little bit and not enough. And what happens is I get lots of emails from people saying, hey, I want help or I need to do this or um, I don't know like what's available. I know that you talk about this, but then you know, the website might not be updated. And it's like, it has definitely been 
a self-sabotage technique in some ways or in a lot of ways. <laughs> uh, partly, yes, my ADHD and difficulty catching some details, but also very much not wanting to come off as a, a disingenuine person. And But in me doing that, there are people and women who have been really, really in need of support who have not been able to get it when they needed it and how they needed it because I was too afraid of some random person who would say that I'm selling too much when that's not really who I need to be worried about. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. I need to be worried about the woman who is ready for change and needs support and uh, knows that this is the place for her. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. And so 
kind of like with the first one, being so focused on what random other people think has stopped me from showing up fully in that and I've hidden and it's made it harder for women who are ready and need the help. So that was a really good thing for me to to hear and feedback from the women. So I can take that for heart, take that to heart and let that crowd out all of the other little voices that tell me to kind of shrink back sometimes instead of fully showing up consistently. So that was helpful for me. And when I think about y'all and the ways that I hear women hide, you know, one thing that I actually challenged the women with this weekend is I asked them, how do they play? And I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast in different ways before, but I asked them, what do they do for fun? How do they rest? And some people talked about things that they do for other people or things that were related to work. But I'm thinking I was talking more about what do they create? What are the ways, what are the things that they do to bring beauty into the world? Because that is how a four-year-old plays, right? A four-year-old is not like, well, I'm really good at organizing things and putting things together and... Um, I love making lists. Like a four-year-old doesn't make a list. So a four-year-old is playing with Play-Doh and running around and twirling in a dress or building blocks or drawing pictures or creating music, uh, making, doing dances, inventing stories, inventing games, those kind of things. Where are you, where are you creating from? the the beauty inside of me inside of you and the depth inside of you how are you playing in your everyday life which is something that we can lose as adults not only because of the 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 grind of life but for many of us our childhood trauma has stopped us from being able to embrace those things and embrace those things that made us lovely so maybe we were musicians but we stopped maybe we were artists but we got poor feedback from family members who told us it was a waste of time. Maybe we used to be writers, but we had a teacher who came and really dampened our confidence in that area. Maybe we are um, creators in the fashion sense, and we have a really beautiful, eclectic style, or we want to create costumes, but we had a family member who told us that we had to dress in a certain way, in a certain style, in a really totally erase that creativity. I'm saying this because, and related to this point about hiding, because the beauty that you bring into this world is healing for other people. The music that you have inside of your heart, people need to hear it. The stories that you have to tell, storytelling is an art too. I wish I was a really great storyteller. Maybe I'll invest time one day in learning how to build up that skill, but my my ladies who are natural storytellers. That is an art and there is a healing in that. And so using your voice, this world needs your voice for whatever stories that you tell, whether they're comedic stories, whether they are deep um, activist-based stories, whether or not they are made-up stories, that book you need to write, sis, we are waiting for that. We're waiting, we are waiting for that book. We are waiting for those recipes. You are a, a, an amazing cook. 
And when people come and taste your food, it's an experience for them. And they tell you that all the time. And you just play it off like, oh, well, you know, I just do a little something, something. I just do whatever feels good for me. What feels good for you is nourishing to our souls. And we need that, those recipes. We need that YouTube channel up. We need, we need those Instagram stories. We need all of that that you have to give. That art that you have inside of you is specifically only art that you can create. Those textures, those, those lines, those spaces, those shapes, those sculptures. It is only something that you can give us, right? Um, those, those photos that you take. I mean, I can go on and on and on, but the beauty, the creation that you have inside of you is, is something that brings pleasure to the world and it can bring pleasure to the world. And so I need you, I need you to go to an open mic night. I need you to go and grab a journal. I need you to look up how to self-publish. I need you to, um, pick up an art canvas again. I need you to whatever it is that you say you're going to get to later. I need you to turn on those Afro beats. I need you to take that dance class. I need you to be in the mirror. I need you to dance as if no one is watching. Because us watching you do what you were built to do is what makes us have joy. It's not a burden. No one is watching and I'm going to be like, oh my God, she needs to sit down. If anything, we watch and we're silent because we're in awe and inspired. Okay, so stop hiding and please, please show up in all that you are. Um, Please, if you tell stories by acting, go out for that play, go out for that drama and show up because we need you. And the last thing that I learned from this weekend or the last thing that I'm going to share for today's episode is that sisterhood really is everything. There was a variety of ages of backgrounds literally from coast to coast women came to Galveston Texas together this past weekend um from single women to mothers to single mothers to divorcees from 20s through 40s it was just there were so many experiences in that room and it didn't stop any of us from really relating and connecting and like I said lots of laughter lots of tears lots of deep thought deep talks I wasn't there but I heard about the conversations till 11 a.m 11 p.m 2 a.m in the morning um with wine flowing (laughs) they just had an amazing time and those were I feel like every single person who attended not I feel like I know. Every single person attended talked about how this was the reset that they needed for themselves, that this was a springboard that they needed. And I know that that is because they had the connection from the other women in the room to help them feel safe and seen and validated and heard. And that was something that maybe we didn't know that we needed, Um, but we got it that weekend. So for you, where you are, I really want to encourage you to really embrace sisterhood and how it looks like in your community and in your lifestyle. So really investing and building those intimate times with your friendships. 
and coming together and talking about things that matter, talking about the deeper things. Investing, actually, let me be clear. Investing in sisterhood with women who actually help build you up. One thing that came up that I think is really important to share here is that sometimes you can have a set of friendships and women who love you and you love them, but you are on a different level than they are. They are at a place where they will keep talking about problems, but not because they were actually looking to problem solve, but because that is where they are choosing to stay because they are more comfortable talking about how hard life is versus saying that this is a chapter that they are closing and they are actually investing time, energy, money, um, their heart into breaking those cycles. And so when you talk to them, because that's not where they are, it is more depleting and it's more draining and you're trying to get them to come up with you and you don't, and it's not working And so it makes you just feel like, man, like I might as well just do this on my own. And so I want to validate that experience that that is absolutely, absolutely probably how you feel because that you've outgrown that tribe, you've outgrown that, that sisterhood circle and not in that it's time to cut people off at all, but that maybe it's time for you to expand and find other women to, to connect with. And so the ways that you find those women is that you can look at events in your city. You can go on Eventbrite and look and see if there are any empowerment brunches or lunches or seminars for women or around topics that you're looking to heal in your city and show up and talk to people and engage and exchange numbers. And remember our podcast with um, Danielle Jackson a few months ago, also understanding that when we talk about growing friendships as an adult, it takes time It takes, what did she say? She said it takes up to 50 hours to actually consider someone a friend, 50 hours of consistent time. So that's a lot of phone calls, y'all. That's a lot of um, brunches and lunches, but that doesn't mean, it, it, it doesn't mean it's forever. It doesn't mean that someone is not actually interested in being your friend just because it takes time to get to know people. So remember that as you go into building new friendships. In addition to local events in your city, start going to, I mean, the world is opening back up. Start going to more uh, conferences and retreats that are built for women, going to summits, putting yourself out there, maybe not having to bring a friend. You know, I think, I, I, I wonder how different the dynamics would have been if some of the women knew or had a friend there, if it would have been easier to kind of just sit on the couch together and talk to each other and not talk to the other women. But actually it was the fact that they came just by themselves is what made them more open to connecting and bonding to other people. So I'm not telling you not to go to events with friends. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying if you cannot, or if y'all schedules don't align, or if she only wants to go on one day and you want to go to another, or if it's a big conference and she wants to go to some workshops and you go to others, that that's perfect. That's perfect because that's going to allow you to expand, to connect to other people and build your sisterhood tribe around the world. So I hope that you found these lessons helpful. It felt only right for me to share them. I tried to share a record another episode. And as usual, when it ain't right, it ain't right. So, <laughs> so 
So this is what I decided to share for today. This weekend, I get to connect with my virtual ladies. Some ladies weren't able to attend because of COVID concerns still. Um, so I get to love on them this weekend. And so ladies, I can't wait to connect with y'all. And for those of y'all who are wondering, um, my attendees this weekend, um, low-key bullied me. <laughs> they were like this. They were like, this has to happen again. You have to keep doing this. You have to make this an annual thing. So that's what I'm going to do. You can check out the blackgirlsheal.org website for information at whatever time it is that you are listening to this podcast episode for information on the next weekends and when they will be coming up to join us. And so you can look for events in the menu on our website. Again, it's blackgirlsheal.org. And if for some reason you don't see that, we have a chat box on the website for you to connect with us and for us to get you connected to whatever you're needing, whether it's an event or seeing what we have available now. In the meantime, for you to get started, we would love to support you. So... That's it for this week's episode. I'm sending you all my, all so much love and grace and just wishes of prosperity and abundance in each of your individual areas. You're all so precious and so special. And I want to specifically say to our first cohort, my luminaries, thank you so much for the beauty and grace that you brought into this experience. Tyla, Shandala, Selena, Favor, Tape, Mahogany, Chantel, and my dear sweet Carla. I'm forever grateful for each of you. And I can't wait to see you again next year. I love you. And to everyone else, I love you as well. As always, take care of yourselves. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. 